Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. You've heard of the culture wars, right? When it comes to freedom of expression, conflicts between conservative and liberal values in countries around the world seem to have intensified since the 1990s. Each of us has at least one story to tell about an encounter with cultural conflict, either from a challenge to your personal creative practice, witnessing a controversial performance, hearing about censored art in the news, or reading case studies in an art history course. We've learned that culture wars are a universal experience. I'm Kathy Bird with Fresh Art International. We recorded this podcast episode in the last days of the 2016 United States presidential election season. Highly relevant to the conversation you're about to hear, the candidates are Democrat Hillary Rodham Clinton and Republican Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton is a liberal, a feminist, and the first female presidential candidate in American history. Donald Trump is a conservative with a narrow view of human rights, especially with regard to women, blacks, and ethnic groups. My guest today is Martha Wilson, a pioneering feminist artist known for her politically charged photography, video, and performance work. She's also founder of Franklin Furnace, an artist-run performance and exhibition space in New York City. Since 1976, Martha Wilson and her collaborators have been dedicated to cultivating and preserving freedom of expression in contemporary art. So you fill the gap. I saw a vacuum in the art world. I saw that the major institutions were not paying attention to the artists who were inventing postmodernism. These are ephemeral works of art that have often got social justice dimensions. I saw the need for a space to exhibit and collect and proselytize on behalf of this kind of ephemeral practice. I opened the doors 40 years ago and we're still in business. During that last 40 years, we've had to transform multiple times to accommodate the changing economic, political, social, and artistic climate. And we've gotten in trouble a couple of times, which is mostly because artists for 50,000 years have used sexuality as a legitimate subject of visual art, and uh, legislators were not in favor of this during the culture wars. Now we are collaborating with Pratt Institute to make our resources into pedagogical resources for students and for scholars. In her own artistic practice, Martha Wilson has been politically engaged for more than four decades. I moved to New York from Halifax, Nova Scotia, where I had been doing work as an individual artist, photo text works, performance art works. Here I am in New York with all these other weirdos washing around in lower Manhattan. So I started a band, disband, the all-girl band of women artists who couldn't play any instruments. We were active between 1978 and 1982. And then we disbanded 1982, but at that point we were members of Ronald Reagan's cabinet. I was Alexander M. Plague Jr. That was my character. So I did one performance as Alexander after disband. I did one performance as Ronald Reagan after disband. And then I hit on Nancy, Nancy Reagan, whose first act, as soon as Ronald Reagan was elected 
was to buy all new dishes for the White House, even though the country was in a recession at the time. She spent $125,000. It was a huge number back in the day. Politics is made of this. You give me this, I'll give you that, and we'll both smile. You have a history of being fascinated by political characters. I think it was in part, which I don't think I was conscious of this, but the work that I was doing in Halifax was inwardly directed and political satire is outwardly directed. I'm trying to change your mind. Your, your mind is probably not going to be changed, but I have to try or I will explode. So political satire has been my beat since the 80s. Then George H.W. Bush was elected and Barbara Bush was the first lady, so I did performances as Barbara. Good evening. I am Barbara Bush, the first lady who is fighting for the right to stand by her man. Then the Clinton years came along. Bill Clinton came out at the MTV inaugural ball playing the saxophone. And the youth of America was overjoyed. Our president is playing the saxophone. This is so great. And then on the runway out into the crowd comes Hillary and then Al Gore looking kind of like Frankenstein. And then Tipper comes out. The mood in the room changes. And they start to boo her. They booed her off the stage because she had successfully gotten parental advisory language on records and CDs. It's still there today. It's a yellow label with red type on it. So I thought, oh, I have to do Tipper. So I was Tipper in the Clinton years. I'm Tipper Gaw, second lady of the United States. <laughs> then George W. Bush is elected. And I thought, okay, I have the wig, I have the suit. I'm going to go back to Barbara. I'll be the mother of the president. If power is the ultimate aphrodisiac, I guess you might say, I'm the sexiest woman in the free world. <laughs> I'm really interested during this election season that you have chosen to portray a, a particular person. I decided I have the jowls and I have the paunch, I'm going to be Donald. So I am now performing as Donald Trump. So Martha Wilson is the Donald. How do you represent Donald? It's very important to have a wig. Uh, Barbara has a wonderful Barbara Bush wig. Donald has a bright red wig, which is maybe not exactly correct. I bought a red wig. I had it cut by my hairstylist so that it would look like Donald. Then I had it styled by a transvestite wig stylist to put enough hairspray on it to save the shape. I got the tie, I got the shirt, got the suit, got the shoes. We have an outfit. When people see me on the street, they know perfectly well, even though I don't look like Donald, that I'm performing as Donald Trump. Let's talk about what we hear from you when you're performing okay. as, as the Donald. Okay. I come out and sing a song. It's the coming of the solid state. When we'll all be together again? Just like I can't remember when. We'll have paradise on earth at last. It's the coming of the solid state. Instantaneous controls what it takes. No more dropouts to spoil the view. Our society will be so cute. It's the coming of the solid state. When morality follows interest rates. 
Making money's a right God given. Here's to Calvin. Is it Coolidge or ism? Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and then I discuss the fact that in all of my previous characters, I've tried to enter the brain of Nancy Reagan and find out what makes her tick. Look around inside there and see what it's like. Go into Tipper Gore. Go into Barbara Bush and feel the dimensionality of their consciousness. I couldn't do it for Donald. I just couldn't, either I couldn't bear it or I couldn't understand it. You know, I just couldn't get there. So after I come out as Donald and I sing a song as Donald, then I explain that I'm Martha Wilson dressed up as Donald Trump. And I talk about how I've seen the art and political scene in this country change over the last 50 years since the 60s in the Vietnam War. People left for Canada. I was one of those. Kent State was 1970. Then the Watergate years happened. Then Mablethorpe and the culture wars. I go through how art and politics have intersected during all those decades. And <laughs> my audience generally sits there with this really sad look on their faces like, oh my God, the people who are not born yet are unhappy because it hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. And the people who were born yet are unhappy because they have to relive Kent State. They have to go through the whole thing in their minds. So then at the end of the depressing middle of the performance, I sing another song as Donald at the end. And then I explain, I will make America great again. I will make America safe again. I will make America white again. I have already made politics and performance art one and the same. Good luck. I'm Kathy Bird. Our guest on this episode of the Fresh Art International podcast is New York-based performance artist Martha Wilson. During the 2016 United States presidential election season, she's taking on the guise of conservative candidate Donald Trump to critique his politics and ponder the state of contemporary culture in America. Her work testifies to the importance of free expression. Visit freshartinternational.com to learn more about Martha's political performance art. Please take a few minutes to rate and review our podcast. You'll find more than 100 episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Android, Google Music Play, and Public Radio Exchange. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more conversations about creativity.